This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Sky Blues Extra. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Sky Blues Extra podcast in association with the Sky Blue Tavern. Wardy here to guide you through this evening and I'm pleased to be joined by Ross. How do you mate? Very well, mate. Good. Good to be back on. It's been a been a few oh, weeks. That's, that's so. been a little while, Ross. Yeah, we, 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 we had the other Ross on, but not. I know. Original. We bring out the, the, the big boys, you know, now we're in the, the big boy <laughs> leagues. So. Yeah. And we've got Andy as well this evening. How you doing? Yeah, how you doing, lads? All, all good, I hope. Yeah. Yes. Good, mate. Yeah. Good. Wow. Very, very good. Uh, couldn't good. be better. <laughs> yeah, right. um, yeah, it was a, a very exciting but very tense afternoon at the Riverside um, yesterday afternoon, but one that saw the Sky Blues secure a one-one draw and book their place in the Championship playoffs. Um, Ross, what an afternoon and what a conclusion to an unbelievable season. Oh. It- I was thinking about this well all day, you know, I woke up this morning, obviously feeling fine about it, <laughs> and, uh, but no, it was incredible. And I think, I think back to, you know, the start of the season before any of the shenanigans, you know, we were sort of mid July. And I think there was the general consensus amongst the Sky Blue Army overall was one of sort of cautious optimism, I think, because we, at that point, we hadn't sold any any of our big stars, although I think there was an acceptance that some people expected that to happen. And then we added in, you know, another number 10 in Casey Palmer and, and some good loans. I think there was an optimism that we could improve on last year. You know, could we improve on 12th? But I think then as everything unraveled at the start of the season, I mean, even the most optimistic of Coventry fans, and I like to think we're, we'd sort of be in that category, couldn't help but feel so deflated you know, with, with what happened off the pitch, out of our control, like all that optimism in, in a balloon had just been burst. And I was just like, oh, just, what is going on? And it was, it was incredibly depressing reading on, you know, on the pitch, off the pitch, not knowing where we were, whether we were going here or there or whatever. So it is absolutely 
and I say this like a broken record, but every season, but what Mark Robbins has done and what these players have done this season to be actually fifth in the table, 46 games played, the season's done, we are in the playoffs, is nothing short of absolutely remarkable. We had one left, one first team left back all the way up to January. You know, we had injuries galore. We've had Callum O'Hare missing for two thirds of the season. Casey Palmer missing for a third of the season. Alan Sheaf taking it in turns to sort of be injured. And yet here we are, mm. fifth in the playoffs, three games away from the Premier League. And it's absolutely remarkable. And yesterday was, I mean, we had to do it the Coventry City way, looking like it was cruising, cruising <laughs> along, you know, thinking, oh, we, it could be a cricket score in our favour. And then, of course, we just had to sort of make it all tense. I've got no nails left. Um, but here we are. It was, it was what, a, what a season it's been. And no matter what happens, I mean, again, we, we can be nothing but so proud, you know, to have Mark Robbins as manager and have these players and, and, and as supporters. I mean, the Birmingham game was was something special. And I thought at that point, I thought, if that's it, you know, we don't quite make it. What what a spectacle for us to try and build on. But we've yeah. got another game to experience that and I can't wait. I think that's a good point as well, like that, you know, building on point as well, because whatever happened, and we talked before we came on, you know, whatever happens really, we haven't got much to lose. I mean, yeah, of course, we'd all feel devastated if we didn't, you know, go up, but we haven't got anything to lose. And actually, it feels like something's building, like, you know, the big crowd against Birmingham. There's going to be another massive crowd against Borough, no doubt. There's a lot of people who are just desperate to watch us play at the moment. And, you know, I hope that carries on into next season. Um, Andy, you know, and keep that momentum going. Whatever happens. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, yeah, just going on what Ross said as well, from what the start of the season and the problems we've had to be where we are now is like he said, it's just nothing short than a, a miracle. We're very lucky to, in my opinion, have the best manager in the league. I don't understand why, I'm saying this very quietly, that he, why he doesn't get linked for other jobs because he's just unbelievable. What he's done on the budget he's had, the, the problems he's had off the pitch, is nothing short than a miracle. And, you know, I think he's here for the long haul. From what I can see, I think he likes how he runs the club because I think he runs it mostly. And I don't think he would have that at other clubs. So he knows that now. I think he experienced that problem when he when he moved to Huddersfield and it didn't work out. I think he's learned from that. But yeah, this this season, whatever happens, is it's been a fairy tale. And I just can't wait to see what we can do against Middlesbrough because people are saying, Oh, you know, I think Middlesbrough will win. Well, I'm not so sure about that. I, I watched the game. Sunday, obviously, you, you were there. and We were more than a match for them. So, And they like playing football, so that, that will help us as well. So it'd be a, the two ties, it's mouth-watering, isn't it, Tom, these two games? Yeah. yeah, I mean, we were chatting on the train home, me and Dave, and hmm. actually we were saying out of Borough and Luton, we probably prefer Borough yeah. as a team to play against. Hmm. Um, I think it'll be a bit more open. I think players like Vic sort of suits, suits them, games like that teams like that um, and you, you could see that yesterday so and, and and the fact that we've been able to play them and sort of you know stuss them out a little bit because as I mentioned on the other pod we hadn't really yeah. played against their sort of full team you know their full strength team at full tilt as they have been for a while no, no. Um, so yeah I think it's and definitely they're, they're not in the greatest of form I know they've, they've had a few players out like you just said but they have lost the last two before they came into they're not in good form they're not, not in good, good form. form we are we're the form team going to the playoffs. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
And what um, happens normally when the form team goes through? <laughs> Don't say it. It's been an unbelievable rise at the table. Um, just going to read something out, which um, I saw on Twitter earlier, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you chaps might have seen it as well. Um, total number of days spent in the top six um, by certain championship clubs. Uh, so Blackburn Rovers, 211 days. Watford, 137. Norwich, 136. Millwall, 126. QPR, 72. Reading, 58, who've gone down, by the way. Um, Coventry City, 17. 17 days in the top six, Ross. So we kind of built momentum at the right time. Well, I remember... I mean, last season, I'd be intrigued to know our number last year. That would have been a lot higher than 17 last season. So it's, I remember in our pre-season sort of preview pod at at the Sky Blue Tavern, we, you know, we had our predictions and stuff, but I I sort of felt like, and this was before the the sort of nonsense with the pitch, but I felt like it might be the opposite to to last season in terms of last season, we started like a house on fire and then we tailed off. I, I did have a feeling it could be, the other way around and obviously so, so it's proved in terms of we've I wouldn't say we've come from well we have come, we've come from the depths of sort of you know bottom of the league obviously the game's in hand but it we've come in at the right time and it does just show again that it's about that consistency and we've I mean it's one defeat in what 16 or 17 which was that blip of a defeat where to Stoke you know afterwards all the Stoke fans were saying oh if only the season was a bit longer we'd get in the playoffs they've not won a game since that game they've lost it all but yeah. one um, so yeah, I, it's incredible the rise. I mean, when you look at that, I mean, the Reading one's staggering, you know, they were in the top six, weren't they? In the first portion of the season, um, to think that they've had almost two months worth in, in, in the top six and they've gone down. Blackburn. I um, weren't far off either. No, QPR. I mean, well, when we beat them, that was when, uh, that Michael Beale had sort of rejected walls and stayed with QPR. And that was, a, felt like a big, big game that, you know, they, they got the 4,000 to the CBS trophy, uh, first this season <laughs> and, uh, and they came and we beat them and then they went on that horrendous run and actually Middlesbrough as well, credit to them and Michael Carrick, because they were with us down at that, you know, the table after 10 games. And I think, <laughs> I think Middlesbrough beat QPR a few weeks ago. And in that same period of time, they, they'd, gained so many more points than them. So it just shows Norwich, another one. It's nice to see that they're not going to bounce straight back up, you know? And I think, I think we've just proven that actually when you've got that spirit, you know, I think that's one thing we have that I don't think, I think we have more than any other side in the league. I think we have that connection within the group. I think in the team, you, you see every player say it. There's no bad eggs. There's not one. Every, everyone's fighting for each other, fighting for the supporters, fight for the manager, the staff, and you sort of think, and I think despite there's other clubs there who going into the season would have had sort of solid foundations, parachute payments. We had foundations made from jelly and quicksand. You know, <laughs> li- literally was the case with sand on, you know, with a pitch. But what we do have that I don't think they do is I think we have, like Andy said, the best manager, but but such a tight-knit group. And I, mm. I remember hearing something on the, ra- the radio and they said, you know, quality will get you so far but the teams who do well are all of them. I think it was Chris Wilder, actually, after they they lost and he did that rant, you know, and he said, but good teams have a togetherness and we've got that and we had it at the right time. It's like the League One winning season as well, isn't it, Ross? It was very similar then. You know, we weren't necessarily the the best team in the league. We did have some quality, but the togetherness and the team spirit was what really sort of propelled us ahead of everyone else. Um, I think one thing I picked up on from this season as well is I think the... You could look back and the games we've drawn, I'd say, actually have 
made the difference for us. I don't you think, Andy, but, you know, things like the Blackburn away game, getting that draw in the last minute, even some of the games we've had to dig in, you know, mm. Preston away midweek and getting a nil-nil and mm. actually some of those points we've picked up have actually got us to where we are. You look at Blackburn who haven't drawn anywhere near as many games as us and mm. just didn't accumulate enough points. Mm. So we've we've been really smart, haven't we, in this season, how we've accumulated those points over that, you know, 18-game run. Yeah, just, it's just with those draws, it just kept you ticking along. It's it's like, you know, the odd draw against Hull at home. You think, well, oh, it's a bit of a rubbish result, but you didn't lose it, did you? So exactly. it, it just keeps you ticking along, like you say, your points valid. And the other thing for me, which has been a major difference, is the midfield have scored goals this season. Yeah, Hamer, absolutely. Yeah, big Alan, time. Alan, people yeah, like yeah. that, you know, they've all chipped in with goals, which they didn't do last season. I think, you know, with sh- the return of Kelly, and then I probably will come on to this more, you know, while we talk about the game, has actually helped Hamer go further forward. Mm. You know, yeah. it's even pushed him on even more than he, when he just played with Sheaf and Eccles. It's almost like you let Kelly sit, Eccles plays a little bit in front of Kelly, and then Hamer can just bow, go. Yeah. And then he's... Yeah. And this is, you know, he is... I think he, Robbins has given him that licence. And what's he got now? Is it nine goals, ten assists? Yes, yeah. Almost double-double. Yeah, double-double, you know, double, double, nearly. You know, that's like, phenomenal. And yeah. That, you know, when you've got someone who can score, like, Dick's got 21, and you've got people behind you chipping in with double-double, then you, you ain't going to be far away from the playoffs. And that's a big difference from last season for me. Yeah. I can see I can see other players kicking on as well. I, I can see Eccles getting more goals next season. Scored against Birmingham. He had a great chance against Borough, which we'll come yeah, on to. Yeah. yeah, but he's, he's starting to get in the right yeah. positions. Ben Sheaf. He looks confident. Mm. You know, he looks like he'll take shots on. That and Chief as well is another one. Yeah, I mean, Chief. You know, in sort of yesteryear, his shooting was poor, but he gets himself in great positions, and he's he's much better, much better shooting ability than he used to have. No, I agree with that. Yeah, no. If we can get them so, scoring a few more goals and keep Aimer, we'll be uh, we'll be set. Let's look back at the Borough game in a bit more detail. Then um, <clears throat> Ross, obviously, unchanged lineups. Um, no real surprises there. Um, good to see Sheaf back on the bench, though. Um, I think he's going to be a really important option for the playoffs. Yeah, massive. I think it's the one thing we've spoke about all season is is our sort of strength and depth. Um, and obviously with the injuries we've had, that's always been pretty sort of, you know, below average, the depth we've had. And at times it's been sort of astonishingly bad. But it's nice to see that Allen's obviously come back, Sheaf back on the bench, and you suddenly think, okay, there's options there now, especially in that midfield area. Um, and yeah, it's it's great. And we've we've had to do that. And like Andy said, you know, with the two injuries to our two out and out cams, we've had to find a way of that sort of midfield three not being just a, a midfield three that just want the whole game in front of them. I think we spoke on a pod maybe a couple of months ago. There was a game, I can't remember what it was, and it was just so predictable. We all just wanted to sit there. But actually now, like Andy said, we've got, you know, Hamer being that more dynamic player, making runs in behind and supporting the front players. So, yeah, it was great to see that sort of lineup and that gave me good confidence. And I, I didn't expect any changes to the starting eleven. Um, so, yeah, I was happy with that. And I know you love your your match stats. <clears throat> How do they look for the for the Borough game? Um, the possession was dreadful. We only had twenty eight percent. Which, yeah, especially yeah. in that second half, it didn't it didn't feel like we had the ball at all. I mean, I no. don't know whether it's because I was nervous, but I was like, can we please <laughs> yeah. just have the ball? <laughs> they didn't really do much with it, though, did they? Second no. half. No, they didn't. they didn't. They just sat in front of us. It wasn't too bad. But yeah, we only had 28% possession, which isn't great. 
10 shot goal attempts and three were on target, which again is not brilliant, and seven were off target, including that effort that Eccles dragged wide, which we talked about. Um, six corner kicks and we had 32 dangerous attacks. So not, not overly great stats, almost, can I call it an end of season kind of stats, kind of, yeah. Feel it was a bit it. though, wasn't it? It was, it was yeah. I mean, for me, the, the first half was was decent. Like, and we'll talk yeah. about, you know, we had we had a really quick start to the game, I thought, mm. you know, created some good chance. It looked like we were going out there to get ourselves in the lead and take that front foot. And, you know, in all the scenarios that were going on, all the permutations, it was like, well, actually, if we can get ahead here, then we can forget about what's going on at Millwall and at, uh, at Preston or whatever. Um, and it was good to see us do that. But then as the game went on and obviously then results were changing around, it sort of, like you say, it did sort of fizzle a little bit the game, but to be expected and Borough didn't have much to push too far forwards for either, did they? No, not really. So that's what it felt like. But yeah, it was a good start to the game, Ross. Um, Hamer had an early chance and and the one we mentioned as well, Eccles, um, to try and spring us into the lead. So good to see us, you know, fly out the blocks to get that early goal. Yeah, I think that was important. I think, it was a weird one coming into the game in terms of, you know, we knew we needed a point, you know, but it, you can never really sort of set up like that. And I think Mark Robbins alluded to that before the game. So it was great that we had a fast start and we were, we just sort of, we caught them. We caught them in possession a few times. We made some good traps. You know, they, they clearly, I mean, I haven't really seen Middlesbrough properly since they had Michael Carrick, you know, obviously when we played, beat them at the CBS, they had Wilder. So I didn't realise how much they were, you know, tick attacking around in their own box and that, that gave me some co- you know comfort and, and optimism that actually in this game alone and obviously now beyond in the playoffs that we can catch them and we did that a few times you know if their passes are slightly off Hamer what he is absolutely brilliant at is get into that ball first he makes a 50-50 a 60-40 in his favour so many times and we did that and we fashioned some really good chances and obviously Hamer had that really you know great shot didn't he which um, Stefan made a really good save and Godden was screaming at the back post that he wanted it laid across but that was really encouraging and I think that's the what I mean obviously you water you were there and for me Andy and everyone you know the rest of the sky behind me watching it that's what I wanted to feel like okay we're playing well you know it's not like we're timid you know or, mm. or nervous and I think that settled well it settled me down to a degree because I thought okay well we're, we're, we're creating chances here yeah I was yeah I was really pleased with the, the approach to the game similar to the Birmingham game as well you know these these big occasions where in years gone by, it's felt like we go out looking a bit nervous and a bit edgy and like, you know, a few couple of misplaced passes in the early minutes and the crowd are on their backs, whatever, but it feels like we just sort of, you know, we're, we're very focused on playing our game and, you know, we're not, we're not sort of uh, rocked by the occasion at all. So I'm glad to see that we've, you know, we've progressed in that way. Um, but obviously we took the lead, Andy, um, as Ross said, Hamer brilliant at, at getting the ball back and he did it again. And an absolutely brilliant finish into the bottom corner. Is God and Great claiming an assist for this? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, no. Um, yeah. Great. Um, brilliant by Hamer. You know, that's that's him in a T, isn't it? You know, arrowed into the corner, beautiful bit of swaz on it as well. It was a fantastic finish by Gus. And um, and you know, he had an effort. Before that, didn't he? Where the keeper, the keeper saved it, didn't he? Yeah. And um, so he got his eye in. But no, this was a fabulous finish by a fabulous player, and it just settled the nerves, lovely, didn't it? Yeah. And uh, sent the away end into absolute delirium. Um, mm. Some of the best limbs I've seen in that away end. It was <laughs> unbelievable feeling. 
in that way. And looked absolutely fantastic. It was brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. It was brilliant. Um, and then, yeah, it was a bit of a bit of a strange one there. Sort of, obviously, then Millwall um, went into a lead. I think they were three one up, sort yes. of just before half time, which. You know, all the whispers start going around. Everyone's like, "Oh God, Mill are winning," and like, but that's all right because we're winning, so it doesn't matter. And then there was—I don't know if you chaps saw it on iFollow, but the ball went out for a, I think it was a corner, wasn't it? Ball went out for a corner, and the fans were like throwing the ball around in the crowd, yeah, um, yeah, I heard about it, yeah. to try and obviously like waste time, or whatever. Which, I mean, I was kind of—I found it quite funny at the time, but then obviously <laughs> from the <laughs> from the resulting corner, it. I'm not saying it affected it at all, but it was it was like we were sort of half asleep for it. Well, the the thing that made me go, because I had like my match of the day set up. I, was, I had our game on. I had like you know the the Millwall game, and I was as soon as they went three one up, I was like, well, that game's done. So then I had the Preston Sunderland game on, and I, I looked up at ours, and McNally did that ridiculous clearance, and he like hits off a standing leg, and, he, and like nine times out of ten, he, he hits that up the pitch, and because he scuffed it, I thought. I thought they, they're going to score from this. It's just the way that's happened. And then obviously, you know, you know, you and Dave Moore thought it'd be funny to keep the ball, you know, between you and the stands. <laughs> and uh, and then obviously, the, and then and then to compound it, there's the poor clearance. Then there was that. And then we were just fast asleep. They play that short corner. They use their one party trick. So we know that now for the playoffs. And then pinball in the area and, it, and it's gone in. I was absolutely raging because at halftime, one nil, it'd been all us that half. We had, other, we had had other chances that if we had made better choices, we could have been two or three up and it would have been done and dusted. So I was I was raging at that, to be fair, because I was like, wow, we're you know we two goals away then. Middlesbrough yeah. scoring and Sunderland scoring. And I, when exactly. I was watching that game, I, there was no doubt in my mind that Sunderland were going to win because Preston were woeful. And I was like... So I was really fuming with that goal. And I think Robbins would have been as well. I, I, yeah. I think um, it was just like a, lo- a lot of things happened in like a five to 10 minute spell, yeah. like Sunderland going ahead, Millwall ahead. Um, we've conceded. It was like, oh, actually it suddenly swung massively the other way. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And so it was worrying. And it, it, <laughs> time. worst time to concede in it just before half time, because yeah, you're thinking what a great first half away at Borough, you know, who everyone, all these other podcasts and that, you know, they wax lyrical about, and we've gone there and we've, we've sort of played them off the park, created by far the best, best chances. Easily minimum should be one nil. And then suddenly you find yourself one, one and you're thinking how, you know, and it's, uh, but in a way I'm sort of glad that's the goal. Now, you know, now we know that we've made it in. I'm glad that's the goal they scored. That it's one that I know we won't, they won't score that again. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's no yeah. way we're doing that. So we didn't get carved apart or anything. Um, but it was disappointing. Um, just made it more nerve wracking second half. Oh yeah, I mean it was. I mean, on to the second half. I think what was going on at Borough wasn't the most of event eventful of games, as we've <laughs> said. But what it was was just a lot of people with their head in their hands, scratching their head, looking at their phone. You know, there was people getting scores at different times. There was one point where there was three lads all cheering together and everyone was like, what are you cheering for? Like, can you, like, what's <laughs> going on? I mean, it was it was horrible at the yeah, time, it was horrible. to be honest. It was horrible. Um, but, you know, we, we kind of got there in the end. Um, yeah, I think it was that, that worry, Andy, that it was, if we conceded, because I think at the time, even when it was Black, Black when were three all with Millwall, the concern was if we were to concede another one mm. and then Millwall could win it in the last minute, mm. you know, it didn't feel that far away, but obviously Blackburn did us a massive favor getting that, that winner. And they were playing their game sort of four or five minutes ahead of ours as well, which helped. 
Because yeah. then we just knew we were waiting for their full time at that point. Yeah, I, did, I didn't know really one stage what to do with myself. It was like, yeah. I couldn't, I, didn't, I was looking at my phone, I was looking at the telly, I was looking at the other game on the other telly. I like, I couldn't know, you know, yeah. it's, it's a surreal experience. Like, I just, like one stage, I just put my phone down, I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. So it was just mad. Um, yeah, you almost wanted to just switch off from it all just, and like, yeah. wake up and we go into a dark room, dark yeah. room, light off and just go, you know what, I'm just going to come out in an hour and just see what what's yeah, happened. Or go for a walk for a bit. Walk, and walk, just, that's what <laughs> Last time I felt like that was when we were fighting relegation. Do you know what I mean? It was that same yeah. sort of feeling of like, oh my mm. word. Um, yeah, I haven't weird. felt that since the, not in the nineties when you know we nearly got relegated at White Hart Lane. Yeah, it's just like it's it, but that's great. This is the playoffs, isn't it? This is what you want to be involved. Yeah, it's in. a good problem it's, to have. The, the other thing, the, the, the other thing that blew my mind though was obviously Sunderland then went two and up at three, yeah. but I couldn't believe how much Blackburn were absolutely breaking a neck. To win that game, like they didn't have to do it. I thought, I thought the message would have got out that Sunderland are winning, and even if they win, it's, it's all in vain. That was my I, worry. Yeah. I, I put it on a three-two, and then it went three-three. I thought, bloody hell, it went um, put it on, and they were absolutely. It was like a basketball game. I was like, oh my word, this is like brutal. And then, <laughs> and then Dom Hyam, and then Hyam again, Andy. I thought he almost turned one into his own goal. And I thought if he does this, Andy's going to be on the WhatsApp group, capital letters, Hyam again. Uh, but luckily, <laughs> luckily. <laughs> Luckily, though, he did, a, he did a great block and then he passed it out and then they broke and it was a great goal. And then they, and as soon as that went in, I, I relaxed. And uh, yeah, it was yeah, crazy. I can smile now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was it was a massive relief, obviously. Strange being in the ground, though, because obviously their result finished and there was, I mean, the cheers were as loud as you'd have for a goal, you know, which mm. was weird in itself. And like, I don't know what the players thought. They must have not, they must have sensed that something good had happened for us because that was it. We we're in party mode. Everyone's singing songs and that was it. And then our final also went and it was like, we were just carrying on partying from five minutes ago. Cause we, it didn't matter. Um, and then the scenes at the end were just unbelievable. I'm sure everyone's seen the videos that have come out today and city unseen and everything. I mean, freed from desire came on and it was oh. just unbelievable. I mean, I've never seen anything like it at a city game in my life. It was absolutely unbelievable at the end there. Yeah, um, that, that video I posted this morning, I think you posted last night, Tom, about, you know, free from desire, from the view from the other side of the stand of all the Cov fans. It's just, it was, you must have absolutely lo loving it. They're <laughs> bloody unbelievable, that is. It's yeah. just crazy. That's what it's all about. Isn't it? Yeah, it, about. It, was a, it was unbelievable. And like, just such nice scenes at the end, you know, like, I mean, we were down in the concourse on the way out. There's people hugging each other. There's people mm. crying their eyes out. There's kids there just like loving. Like It's just like, mm. you know, through everything we've been through as a club, it was like, we're finally like, you know, celebrating something. Mm. Pro you know, massive, so huge. Five-year period as well. Five yeah. years. So it was, it was incredible at the end. And, you know, it's not even over. I mean, there's a, there's a lot more mm. to come yet, which I can't even get my head around i'm only just recovering from that and we've got to go again on sunday but you know <laughs> we'll get there um cool let's wrap up the borough game then um andy who would you give man of the match hamer just for that bit of quality i think there wasn't too many standouts was there but i think with that bit of quality i'll give him man of the match ross for me i thought he was absolutely outstanding to be fair despite his early booking i think liam kelly was brilliant for someone uh, his experience in that sort of game uh, you know I think he's been brilliant for the last three and a half games since he came on at Blackburn away 
I've gone, you know what? Fair, I've been critical of him at times this season, but I, I think, again, he just showed that real calmness with young players around him. I mean, I agree with Hey, mate, you know, he got the goal, but I, yeah, for me, Liam Kelly, another superb performance from our captain. And as Dean and I was chatting about on the last pod, I mean, how important is he going to be in this in this playoff situation? Because as we said, not no, it, it's, it's new for a lot of players. You know, a lot of players haven't done it before. You know, the format of it. Yeah. You know, if you do get to Wembley, that it's it's a very unique situation. And Liam Kelly's done it with our club and won it. And yeah. how important is his experience going to be, Ross? Well, immeasurably important. I mean, I think, I think to have someone like him, what he brings obviously off the pitch in terms of his experience, like you say, he's been there. He's been, he, he experienced the League Two playoff like we all did. And he's probably like the last sort of survivor from that from that side. You know, obviously Hyam went didn't he, earlier in the season. So, but I think the fact that what he's bringing on the pitch has really pleased me because, you know, it was a few games ago, if you had said to me, when he came on, I was thinking, you know, he was unused sub week after week. And you're thinking, but he came on and the last few games, I think what he's brought and like Andy alluded to it, what he's allowed Hamer to do, he's really given him that platform. And I think Hamer's gone, you know what? I know Kelly's going to be behind me. Do you know what I mean? To mop up anything. And and I think we, he's just, he's given us a, a different dynamic, Liam Kelly. And I, I sort of, fair play to him. You know, I, I would love it. I think if he could, if we could do it, and what, you know, a fairy tale it would be, you know, for him and his contract, he's obviously going to leave in the summer. I think it seems pretty, hang on, although the way he's playing, to be fair, I mean, <laughs> you know, you can't never say never actually on anything, but, um, but yeah, it, he's been brilliant. And three more games like that, please, Skipper. Yeah, that would be nice. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. Let's move on and preview the home leg of the playoffs on Sunday. Bit of a strange one, actually, chaps. Sort of reviewing a Borough game and then previewing a Borough game. Very, very, uh, very strange, but there you go. Uh, we'll take it. Um, yeah, obviously tickets went on sale this morning, Andy. Um, £25 for season ticket holders, which I thought was pretty reasonable from the club. Um, obviously getting snapped up very, very quickly. So, you know, you think a, a big crowd at the CBS and it's going to be another huge occasion, isn't it? Massive. It's going to be huge. Yeah. Uh, 12 o'clock Sunday. Um, like Hamer said, I think that, well, I don't think there'll be a spare ticket in the house, will there? Um, no. By the end of the, when all the tickets have gone on sale, it'll be done. It'll be a full house and um, what an occasion. Um, just getting your thoughts, what do you think? Is there an advantage of playing at home or first or, so, or what, would you, what would you prefer? It's a funny one, isn't it? We were talking mm. about this last time as well because, you know, supposedly 
you know, the, the home team gets to play second at their place and that's the advantage. But you, you normally go that way, don't you? Yeah. Normally. Yeah. But we but we were saying actually situationally, when you look at it, you know, the home game on the weekend, you know, if you can get yourself a lead, like if you know, if you could get a even a one goal lead, you know, psychologically you go there. Having been there the week before, you kind of know, you know, you know a bit about the environment and you feel a bit buoyed from, you know, the week before. Mm. You know, I'd, I'd back us to dig if in you, and get if you, the draw. If we, if we can get a 1 0, yeah, you know, on Sunday, oh, I'd love then that. We, we can pick them off, can't we? It just, Definitely. I just think it psychologically gives you something to hang on to. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't fancy it the other way around. That's for sure. I wouldn't want to be going to Middlesbrough. And then having to come back to the CBS on a Tuesday night, having to like overturn something. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I think, I think it's. I, I don't mind the home game at first. What do you think, no. Ross? I and I agree because I think I think when you if you're home second leg, I think there is almost that expectation. You've seen it in previous years, Forest last year. There is that expectation of, well, you've got the advantage, so you should win. I I, I don't ever think we did it particularly that well with that expectation. I, I think the fact that we can, on Sunday, I think if we can, like I say, if we can get a lead, I, I even back us, you know, I think even if, we, if it's a draw, I think we can go there then. And without, I think one thing that we have, again, that not many, no other club has, is we have the Sky Blue Army. And I think on a Wednesday night, with that crowd that we have, I, th- I think we're, we're good away from home. And I, I think we're the sort of side who, we can counter. Vic can be unplayable. And I think if we, especially if we do have a lead, if we can have a lead, go there and then catch them on the break early, that they'll be worried. They'll be, that their stadium will be, you can hear a pin drop. I mean, that can, Notts County. I mean, that's the classic, you know, I mean, and again, Mark Robbins, Liam Kelly, they were there when we drew the home game 1-0, wasn't it? Yes, 1-0, that last minute penalty. Yeah, we were buoyed by the fact we got a last minute penalty, which was a bit of luck, but we got it. And then we went there and we just absolutely flew out the blocks and blew them away. In a way, of course, I'd rather rather a lead. But in a way, honestly, I'd be pretty buzzing with it with, with, with a draw because then you go to that game and it's a one-off game and you go win the game and we're this through. Like I think, I, I think yeah, if yeah. you're in the lead, and I imagine. I, I, honestly, I, I back us. I, I could see us scoring a couple of goals. Let's say we won two 0 though. But then I think there's a weird dynamic. You go then you're like. What do we do? Do you know what I mean? Like, and they it, and then they fly out. Yeah, they know. fly out, and then you concede one, and you suddenly go, "Oh my word!" Do we stick or twist? Well, it's because it's it's half time, isn't it? It's, it's if you tune yeah. up, it's you tune up at half time. We yes. know what tune up at half time is the most precarious scoreline yes. in football. So, yeah. it's that kind of psychology, isn't it? Of like, you know, do you just, you know, you, do you have a late charge and get a late winner, or do you want to go in with a lead? It's you know, yeah. it's, I agree. I, I think. Look, obviously, if we can get a lead, brilliant. I think a draw. I'd also be thinking, wicked. Okay, cool. Bring it on. Um, bring it on to their place. So, yeah, I'm quite glad we're away second, to be fair, because I do think that takes the pressure off us. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be an interesting one. Um, Andy, are you expecting a more difficult game than than yesterday? I was about to say Saturday then, but it was Monday. The Monday? Um, yeah, it's going to be full throttle, isn't it? You know, this is the playoffs. It's not an end of a the season. They, at the end of the day, really, Middlesbrough, did they have much to play for yesterday? Probably not. So I expect a bit more from them, if I'm being honest, because I thought yeah. we outplayed them first half yesterday pretty comfortably, apart from that awful corner we conceded at the end of the first half. So I expect a bit more from them, if I'm being honest. I think it'll be a bit more of a tougher game. 
Um, so yeah, I think it's going to be a it's going to be a humdinger of a tie on Sunday. And um, like I said, I'll be more than happy if we can just get a one 0 and then go to their place and then hit them on the counter. Yeah, but I expect a little bit more from them on on Sunday, Tom. Yeah, yeah. I don't know they've been they've been hit by injuries and suspensions yeah. and stuff, but you know they have got a lot of quality in that team, and they like you say they probably weren't at full tilt on Monday, were they? You know, no, probably not. Because you want to, you know, you, you you're thinking about whether you're going to get injured, and of course. you've just had a really long, hard season, and you know, they are they're they're going to be saving themselves for these two games, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, I'd expect a, a, a tougher game, but I think they should expect a tougher game as well. Oh, I think yeah. I, I, I think um, you know, I think we've got more to give. I think we've got you know, as much as we didn't want it. I don't in a playoff game. I can't. Ima- I can't imagine we're going to have twenty eight percent possession again. Do you know what I mean? Unless we are three and up after the first leg, and then are just trying to sort of see it out. I think um, look, they've got good players. Obviously, you know, I'd expect more from Chubrapon, but you know, I get if we can keep them that quiet over for the next two more games, then we've done our job. We, you know, fads and the defenders have been great. They've been defenders have been concrete. You know almost concrete rod almost from the, the league two days, you know, but, uh, but no, uh, look, they've got good players. There's no doubt about it. I think everyone will have them as favorites. And you know what? I think that plays into our hands. Happy days. I think the most, I love it in league two, um, league two season and the league one winning season. It was the same thing that they spoke about everybody else, you know, um, and everyone else is the favorite. And we just go under the radar, we do. And I, I love it. Yeah, yeah. I think that plays into our hands. And that's why, that's why Mark Robbins hasn't been linked because we're under the radar. Mark Robbins is the most under the radar manager because he he's not like, he, he doesn't sort of big himself up. Do you know what I mean? I remember like Wayne Rooney 18 months ago was being linked with the Everton job. And you're thinking, well, I mean, Mark Robbins is definitely 10 million times more <laughs> qualified than you are. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he just, he doesn't. So, and I think he suits us. And I think we're like that. We just go about our business and I think we can, we can cause an upset. It's a, it's a really about, good point. I mean, no, go, so on, go, on, go on, Andy. Go on. Yeah, talking of just, yeah. I was talking, listening to Talk Sport this morning and they were talking about the playoffs and who they thought they were going to go through. And Coventry wasn't even mentioned. And that's exactly what Ross says. And that suits me fine. We go under the radar. They can fancy Middlesbrough. They can fancy Luton as much as they like. We don't even get a mention. But you know what? We haven't had a mention all season. And look where we are now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've been seeing all sorts of graphics today on Twitter. And there was one with the... um, They were showing kind of how many many times each team had had a playoff campaign. I'm sure you saw that today. I think Sutherland have had like seven. Mm. Middlesbrough have had like four or something like that. And obviously we've had one. But then someone replied and said, you know, well, you know, which of those has had a 100% record in the playoffs? Mm. So, you yeah, know. Absolutely. It's not It's not all about how many times you've been in there. Um, and yeah, I agree. I love that we're, I love that we're slipping under the radar. I think it, I think it suits us perfectly for the, for the playoffs. I mean, you know, Sunderland, how much do the Sky commentators absolutely just love? Oh, well. Sunderland and I, how, but, but what, you know, what, what does that do with the pressure on them? I mean, I'd love us to play them in the final because I think it would be written for us to beat them in the final. Well, uh, it, it would be. And uh, well, and again, you talk about, you know, us just being totally glossed over, you know, on NTT 20, you know, uh, that totally glossed over that, that we made it into the playoffs. I mean, they, they, they've sort of, you know, pleasured themselves silly talking about Sunderland getting there, but, you know, Coventry getting there now, it's just, you know, just totally glossed over. But that's absolutely fine because they'll have to talk about us when we do it. 
and that that's that's what matters. I'd rather I'd rather no one talk about us um, until until we, we we stood there, you know, doing it. So yeah, you know, it's the way it's always been. How do you think we're going to approach this game, Ross? Um, obviously, we've got a few couple of options back from injury. Obviously, Alan Chief, um, but as you know, Kelly's been fantastic, and the midfields worked really well. So, would you look be looking to change anything? Would you have one eye on Wednesday, or you know, what do you think Mark Robbins will be thinking? Um, I don't. I don't think. I don't think he'll have an eye on Wednesday. Sort of at the start. I think he'll probably go unchanged. Uh, maybe Alan could come in for somebody. Um, I think Robbins would be reluctant. I think I'd want to go two up top. I think I'd want to try and win the game. You know, win the home game if we can. Um, and obviously, as the game goes on, there might be. You know, for example, let's say we hope not, but let's say we're we're losing. I don't think he's going to go gung ho in the first game, you know, because he knows that the second game. So I think that will play its part maybe in the latter stages, but I think two up top, I think we have got the options um, to, to potentially go more of a one up top some sort of a, a box. But again, we, we don't have that other attacking mid, do we? I mean, Alan can do it unless we do put Hamer up. So, I mean, there's options there. I think he'll go pretty much the same again, I think. We've got that whole week now to prepare. So, yeah, I think I'll probably go unchanged, I think, myself. Andy, thoughts on the team? Yeah, I think with Ross, I think he'll go unchanged. I can't see him bringing Alan in um, or she. It just, it, it just doesn't feel like that midfield needs any tinkering with. Like, it's just working no. really nicely, isn't it? Mm. It is. And I don't think Godden's... I know he scored against Reading, but I don't think he's playing massive particularly well. But... I just still wouldn't change it. I, I, wouldn't I just think, have, yeah, he's, he's not been like super effective, but then he's always just buzzing around the edge of the box and it does cause yeah, issues. Like, I mean, that yeah, first I goal on Sunday, on yeah. Monday, sorry, I can't. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. days are all over the place at the moment, aren't they? <laughs> um, on Monday, um, yeah. he was sort of, you know, in and around the box and causing causing havoc, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, he was. So, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I like you say, like Ross said, I'll keep it how it is. Right, we'll grab some predictions then, chaps. Ross, I'll let you go first. Oof. I feel very ner- nervous. Um, <laughs> mate, you know what? I, I believe 2-1 uh, to the Sky Blues. Nice. Andy? I think we'll beat them 1-0. Lovely. So both predicting a, a one-goal advantage heading into the second leg, which... Wardy? Oh, you put me on the spot there. Uh, I, I'd agree with you, boys. On like, I'll go with two one as well. I think they'll probably get a goal, but I think I think we've got enough at the CBS in front of a big crowd. I think we can. I think we can do it. I think we can get ahead, which would be great. Um, brilliant. Well, that's all we've got time for this evening, chaps. Thanks very much for joining me. Um, and listeners, don't forget to get your booths and tables booked at the Sky Blue Tavern for Sunday. Um, they will be very busy, but they will be accepting walk-ins as well. So do make sure you get along there for pre and post match. Um, and as usual, if you'd like to get involved in the conversation, then all you need to do is use the hashtag SBE podcast. Thanks for listening to the Sky Blues Extra podcast. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.